Welcome to the Pioneer Podcast. I'm Matt Richards, and Happy New Year. I hope you guys had an amazing Christmas and New Year. We made it through 2022, and 2023 is just full of good things that God is going to do. And today, in this episode, we're going to be sitting back down with Billy Kennedy and discussing the charismatic core value of Pioneer. And yeah, it it was such an amazing conversation I got to be part of with Billy Kennedy, and I think you will enjoy it. If you do, share it with somebody. So sit back, enjoy the listen, or enjoy the watch, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Pioneer Podcast. We've got Billy with us again, and today we are going over some of the core values, and it is charismatic. So, Billy, explain what that means. So, um, I think, as I've said before on this podcast, uh, our movement, Pioneer, began in the charismatic renewal yeah. uh, in the 1960s and 70s in the UK. Obviously, it was a global, a global move. Yeah. Uh, and so... Many people from traditional church backgrounds, um, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, Roman Catholics, Episcopalians, yeah. Baptists, brethren, Mennonites, you know, all sorts of people. Yeah. If I was in Rome uh, a couple of years ago, and it was the 50th anniversary of the Catholic charismatic renewal, and there were 50,000 people there for the conference wow. uh, in Rome. And I think it began not very far from here. Uh, yeah. Ann Arbor. Uh, yeah. It, uh, is that right? Ann Arbor? No, it was... Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, which is about... Um, it's in Indiana, so it's about three hours from here. Okay, yeah. wow. wow. And, and it began yeah, there, and then it moved into the Azuzu Street. Yeah. Um, and different things in California, and really, it really exploded from there. So, yeah. So... So that 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 that's where we were birthed, and basically it was it was it was Christians from more traditional backgrounds being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So it's like different to the Pentecostal movement yeah. of the early part of the last century, uh, but this was much more widespread. Uh, and um, and so what, two things happened. One, there was a renewing that took place within many of the mainstream denominations, but also there was a, a this development of 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 new churches um in the uk they were often house churches yeah and so we had the house church movement that uh, was described and people were starting to meet in in the homes in 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 pubs in restaurants in yeah. community centers you know just just yeah. all this new stuff began to happen yeah it was very similar in in the u.s i i grew up in a church um that was a a a church that started with the Jesus movement in the okay. in the in the early seventies. Okay. So yeah, okay. it, it was very familiar with it. And as I travel in, in Africa, similar things going on in in Africa, and so so we have this whole sense of of fresh breath of heaven, um, and pioneer came out of that. Mm -hmm. And so um, Gerald Coates, who we talked about in the in an earlier podcast, and we've got John Noble and. And others began to come together, uh, and and these these house churches, these new churches, these small organic groups, began to find each each other, and so so um, it's very much the this is our this is our roots, the charismatic renewal, and so 
when we describe one of our values as being charismatic, we we don't want to lose touch with our history and with those roots of Holy Spirit infused life. Yeah. And so to be baptized, the baptism in the Holy Spirit was a big thing. Uh, the gifts operating, gifts of the Holy Spirit operating, um, freedom and worship that, that came about in, in that um, era, uh, speaking in tongues, the use of prophecy in our church gatherings and, and other gifts of the Holy Spirit was very much where, where we began. And it's that living experience of the Holy Spirit uh, that we see very much as part of our ongoing life together as yeah. as as church and as a network. And so by that we mean, you know, God has spoken to us through his word, has spoken to us through his son, and continues to speak to us. He continues to break into our lives. He continues to bring revelation to us. He continues to intervene yeah. on our behalf as we pray. Um, he heals sick bodies. Um, he performs miracles of provision and uh, and. Um, all sorts of things that, that yeah. actually take place. So, yeah. so, so it's it's that that dynamic of the Holy Spirit when we are seeking to uh, to to make decisions. You know, we're we're we we're open to asking God to speak to us. We we honor the prophetic among us, and so you know we have pr prophetic teams that operate across the network that will come and support and serve serve churches yeah. and so we very much want to see the the work of the holy spirit um evidenced in our gatherings individually um, as a network and as a movement yeah yeah i think what we were saying about the having the holy spirit present and it's just not only in our church services but we talked about last time missional being uh, missional, but taking that Holy Spirit with us when we do yeah. leave that church uh, after our service on a, on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whenever, and bringing that with us. So that charismatic part, the, the charismatic spirit of yeah. the Holy Spirit is going with us, and we're bringing that heaven to yes. earth mentality, not just in our church services, but as we are yes. walking out in our, our daily life. Yeah, and I think if we, if we you know, we model our lives on the life of Jesus, you know, there he is operating not in the synagogue all the time, yeah. but in the streets, in the countryside, yeah. meeting people, having words of knowledge, praying for those in need. At the well. <laughs> yeah. Meeting people in the marketplace, exactly. Yeah. So I suppose that's what we would want to encourage, again, equipping people to live that sort of a life um, where there's an expectation that God is able to break in, yeah. uh, where where God is, is the God of miracles, and it's it's not just about performing in a church service. I mean, yeah. you know, we'll we'll do that uh, on a Sunday morning, a Sunday evening, or Tuesday night, or whenever we meet. We'll pray for those in need. Yeah, uh, 
we'll operate in words of knowledge, we'll use the gift of prophecy in those contexts. But but I, as you say, we, we want to see that operate in the lives of every believer and every individual yeah. throughout the week as well. Yeah. Well, we look at the life of Jesus, like you said, and Jesus didn't say, come to the synagogue and I'll lay hands on you and, you, and you'll be well. He yeah. went outside of the synagogues. He was going to the market, to yeah. the wells, to the to the, the arches on the outside of the city where the, the man called it, cries out, son of David, have mercy on me. Yeah. And, and I think the yeah. world is crying out for that. Exactly. They're crying out for a touch of heaven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife went to have her nails done a few weeks ago. <laughs> and so at the end of, of the session... She said to the to the to the lady who was doing her nails, and you've you've held my hands for the last hour. Can I hold your hands and pray for you? Wow, that's good. And, and she began to pray, and and the the, the technician who had been doing her nails just began to t- tears just rolled down her face yeah. as she experienced the love and and the power of God. Yeah. In in that moment, and so so I think that's what we're we're looking for a very naturally supernatural yeah. uh, expression of of our Christian life. Yeah. It reminds me because uh, there's this place that Sarah and I go to get fish and chips, fish and fries during the summer. And I was waiting in line um, and there was this lady and a younger woman with her and they were just talking. She's like, how could a, a loving God help have this happen? And, and I come to, I'm, I'm overhearing this conversation because it's a pretty loud conversation and you're only yeah. two people away. And she's talking about her husband passes and then within a couple months or a couple weeks her son passes and this is her daughter-in-law standing there and they're waiting for their fish and they get their fish come out and I get mine to come out and I'm I'm sitting there and I just I walk up to him and say I overheard your conversation I hope you don't mind if I ask and and I just I said I just want to let you know that God loves you and I said he did not cause this and she just said who are you and where are you from and I just said, I'm just a stranger. I said, but I just wanted to let you know that this was not caused by God. He did not do this to you. He did not cause your son and your husband to pass. I said, he loves you and he wants the best yes. for you. And it was just like, she just burst into tears. And But it was just a moment that I think she realized that God was greater than what she had put him in that small box right. about. And I think right. it's our job to just take those moments and have that moment where God loves you. He didn't cause that issue in your life. And just bringing those moments to people where they can come to a recognition of who God is or or reinvigorate their relationship with God to, to understand who he is in a better way. Yeah. And I think that's, that's amazing. You know, in, in, in Luke chapter 10, Jesus sent his disciples out and he said, when you go into the house, bless it. Yeah. And I think that's the bit we forget as, as uh, Christians, actually, we are called to be a blessing. Often, we've, we're so keen to try and convert, or you know, we 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 actually bless people, and I yeah. think by blessing them just by the, that that sense of encounter with God um, through the work of the Holy Spirit, that that is where the gifts need to, need to be operating. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think that's why we, when we say we're charismatic, that's what we mean. Yeah, it's not just about crazy church services. Yeah. It's, it's about every individual empowered by the Holy Spirit, uh, being led by Him, operating in the gifts of the Spirit s- to serve those around us. Yeah. And Jesus didn't say make converts. He said make disciples. And make disciples, disciples takes time. time. It takes uh, relationship. And it's going to 
sometimes we don't have the the ability to make that disciple, yeah. but we have that time to let heaven be yeah. in their life for that yeah. moment and let someone else yes. just pass them on to someone else and say, hey, God loves you. And when we do that, we allow that moment for them to have a, yeah. a, a supernatural experience with the Holy Spirit or meet Jesus yeah. and just to be able to yeah. experience him in a new way. I mean, and the other thing uh, worth saying on this t- topic of charismatic is that we also believe that leadership is about anointing. Yeah. About, you know, where God places his charism, his 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 gift, that's where we want to see leadership exercise. And so in Ephesians chapter 4, we, we read that uh, G- Jesus, when he ascended, gave gifts to the church, yeah. apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists. And so therefore, it's not about, you know, just applying for jobs, but what we're looking for is people that yeah. have been anointed by God yeah. uh, and to release those people into the in, into the roles that God has called them to. Yeah. So so I'm looking for people who are called into leadership, people who've been graced into say eldership, people who are called to be apostles and and evangelists, people who are who are gifted by God and it is very much the that heavenly anointing that we we be looking for. Yeah. Um I see in so many places where people are put into positions of leadership and and, and you know there there may be good managers or administrators but they don't have that anointing that charism of of, of the holy spirit for for the leadership role that they're actually called to. Yeah. So so I think for me that's again being charismatic it is about identifying those leadership anointings mm. in in people. So part of my role, yeah, in what I do traveling around is is just to identify where those grace gifts are and just to call them out, yeah. encourage them, affirm them, yeah, um, and and where that person is maybe not in the right place. Yeah, well, that, to... that's your role as an apostolic leader exactly. is to, is to to find yeah. those Timothys and call say. Them out. Hey, we see yeah. this in you. Yeah. You have a like Timothy. He said you have a great faith from your mother and your grandmother. He said, "I'm calling this out yeah. on you." And the, and as an apostolic leader, that's what you have to do. Yes. You have to find those people who God has highlighted to you, and He's yeah. given them the gifts and yeah. the graces to do it, and just yeah. pull them and and help pull that out of them. So yeah, and so you know that's that's what I'm I, I'm always looking for. Yeah, when I travel and when I go to churches, is that where is that where has God already anointed people, you know? And so, mm-hmm. of course, we can then add training, and yeah, there needs to be time of character development. But yes. but but I'm I'm looking for that that's that spark of anointing, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, pe- people can learn theology, and they can learn leadership, and they can learn management. But but ultimately, you're looking for the anointing. It's a bit like when yeah. Samuel went to. A, Anoint king, you know, and yeah. and he he went through all the brothers, bypassing every one of them. He, he, he gets to the youngest, thought, no, that this this kid's got something. Yeah, yeah. Now he 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 needed a few more years before he actually ascended the throne. Yeah, but he saw something in at that young David, and said, "This is this is this is where yeah. God yeah. has placed His anointing." So that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Is that yeah. you know where are 
those charisms of Holy Spirit. Yeah, because we can do as much trainings as we possibly can, but if, like you said, if they don't have that anointing to do yes. it, yeah, and each person's going to have a se- different anointing, yeah, they're not going to be able to flow in that well because mm-hmm. they're they've got training, but if they don't have the grace that God is giving exactly. them to to flow in it, they're just going to struggle and. Oh. It's, it's, like it, I was telling earlier, my wife, highly pastoral. You put me in a pastoral role, I'm like, you'll be okay. <laughs> and yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah, have, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I can comfort people, but my wife is excellent at comforting yeah. people because yeah. she has that grace and gifting to do that. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about this some other time, but the, there's something about the the limitations of our current church structures. Yeah. That means the only thing that people can really aspire to is to become a pastor. Yes. But if you're gifted pastorally, so if you're an, an apostle or an evangelist or a prophet, then being squeezed into the role of a church leader slash pastor yeah. could kill you. Yeah. Because it's not what you're graced to do, as you just said. Exactly. So so I think partly part of what, you know, Pioneer Network does is it creates opportunity for people who are gifted in those other areas yeah. to find function yeah. and not just be squeezed into this leadership pastoral yeah. leadership role because in and i don't know what it's like over in the uk but in america it's if you're a church leader you're a pastor yeah they yeah. just it, fivefold be thrown out we just call yeah. you pastor and that's yeah. not who everybody is i've met pastors who are not pastoral no, exactly. i've met um people who have the title of pastor and it's just kind of an honorary title given and it's like mm, but it really doesn't fit the character yeah, of yeah, who they are yeah, and the yeah. anointing that God has given them. Yeah, yeah. I mean people like 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 labels and yeah, titles it, and yeah. But I think you're right. I think Pastor Matt, Pastor Billy, it it sounds know, weird. People don't say apostle Billy or prophet Matt, you know. No. So so it, it's just we ended up with with this title which generic yeah yeah so, and that's the thing is like if someone call i have a few people in our church that call us oh they won't say pastor but they say these are our pastors yes when they're out in public <laughs> yeah. but they don't call us that they call us by our first name because that's yes. who we are yeah, yeah and i yeah, think yeah. yeah going back to the relational part of it along yeah. with the charismatic yeah. charismatic part of it is the relational leader doesn't look for a title no they're not saying oh you have to call me this it's an honor thing you have to give to me they're looking and saying I'm going to honor you with the gifts yes. that God has given me yeah. to help yeah, that's right. in, encourage you yeah. and to build yeah. you up. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so so charismatic. Um, it's about identifying the, those leadership charisms. Yeah, that that's very much what we're we're about. I think having said all of that, Matt, um, we are very orthodox in our in our theology, and so yeah. not in a sense of Greek Orthodox or <laughs> Coptic Orthodox, but. <laughs> We yeah. would hold to the the tenets of scripture greed, um, yeah. as the as our basis for you know so we we're not like weird off the chart we are very very orthodox in our in our theology in the UK we we would hold to the evangelical alliance statement of faith and so yeah. so that you know but that need that that needs to be you know word and spirit together yeah is is uh, is how we would seek to operate. Yeah. I think next uh some other time we can really unpack this whole charismatic leader what we've really yes. in a much more in-depth topic yes. because it's a lot that yes. goes into that because 
there's a lot that you're talking about that I'm like, yeah, man, that's that's really good. And we really need to do that because it's going to help me to yes. be able to identify people in our church yeah. and in our body that yeah. we can say, man, they are yeah. really good at this. Let's yeah. and they've God's given them the yeah. grace to do this. Let's yeah. get them yeah. into that yeah. Yeah. that calling that God has given Absolutely. to them. So. And when you are in your sweet spot, there's nothing more fulfilling. Yeah, actually, that's true. And so it is it is but beholden on us to to help people discover their God-given charisms, yeah. grace gifts. Yeah. And that sweet spot is key because, um, especially with putting other leaders in place, because a leader can take on so much yeah. that they, they are doing their sweet spot and, other, and, and then more and more on top of it, and then they're not actually able to function in what God yeah. has given them. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. key to, yeah. to finding those people yeah. and, and that, yeah. that charismatic quality and those um, callings that God yeah. has put in people's yeah. lives. Exactly. So that's exactly. good. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was really good. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We will see you next time. Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Pioneer Podcast. We hope you liked it. And you know what? If you did, like I said before, share it with somebody you know. I think it will encourage them. And we will see you next episode. God bless. God bless.